to episode 118 of the Gluttons for Punishment podcast, or GFP, a Toronto Maple Leafs at NHL podcast hosted by Michael Lepore and Anthony Bruno. Thank you so much for listening and watching us on YouTube as well. We are just days away from the start of the NHL regular season. Let's go, baby. I'm so fired up. Can't wait to start watching hockey again, because to be honest, I have not been play- paying that close attention to the preseason. I know it's a part of my job, I guess, to host this podcast to track the preseason, but it's tough. fuck it. Yeah, it's tough. I just don't really <laughs> care that much about the preseason. I- I'm paying attention, okay? I-, I promise you, I'm paying enough attention, but I'm not totally invested. And who is it the preseason? Mm-hmm. But anyway, the regular season is right around the corner here, a few a few days away, and we have a jam-packed episode for you because this is our season preview episode. We love doing this every year. We are going to attack this from a betting angle as well, where we are going to look at the point totals for each team based on the numbers in Vegas, and we are going to decide if certain teams are going to go over or under their point total. So we're going to look at the Leafs. We're going to go division by division. We're going to look at all the Canadian teams. This is one of our favorite episodes of the year. We hope you enjoy. So we are going to give you our thoughts and opinions on the Leafs and all the Canadian teams. Can't wait to dive into this. But before we do, it is officially time to welcome in my partner in crime, Mr. Michael Lepore. How you doing today, man? Doing amazing, Anthony Bruno. The sun is shining in your nation's capital, Ottawa, Ontario. It is so scorching hot, Bruno, in Ottawa. We're hitting almost 30. You know what I saw today driving down the road? A Dickie D. It's October, folks, and I'm seeing Dickie D's. Good news. Let me ask you, Bruno, what's your go-to with the Dickie D ice cream truck or bike, I should call it? (laughs) My go-to anytime like the ice cream truck or I guess bike comes along well i'll say with the ice cream truck lapore my favorite thing is a is a twist the chocolate vanilla twist sure but with like the bike geez because they're just like pulling out of the freezer right so Mm. god i used to um god i mean an ice cream sandwich probably the classic yeah Yeah. can't go wrong how about you it's tough for me to say no if i ever see that oreo ice cream sandwich it's like the oversized ice cream oreo thing love it it's perfection a plus like i said bud everyone's uh everyone's happy in ottawa because of the uh the sun and the heat how's uh everyone doing in toronto after your toronto blue jays uh just looked absolutely fantastic during their postseason run it's so funny to me because we all bang on the leafs for how terrible they are and how they continually fall flat in the playoffs every year the Blue Jays are, are are just as bad, if not worse. I mean, this yeah. is embarrassing. Last year, they had an 8-1 lead in Game 2 against Seattle, blew the 8-1 lead, and got swept. This year, they scored one run in two games against the Minnesota Twins, and everyone's banging on John Schneider. I mean, not even John Schneider. The organization for this stupid decision to take out Jose Barrios when he was dealing after three innings, and it was a terrible decision, but at the end of the day, this team can't hit. And they couldn't hit all season, and they weren't going to win shit with this offense. So people in Toronto are very, very angry at John Schneider, Ross Atkins, Mark Shapiro, the entire Blue Jays organization, the whole roster. I mean, no one's safe right now. Like, 
they're the most hated team in this city right now. And that's saying a lot because the Leafs exist. Yeah. There was a, what's a, what's the stat? They haven't won a game. Was that, when was that something they won a playoff game? I believe it was, I want to say it was 20. Was it? Did they win one in 2016? We're going back, man. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Horrible. It's it's really bad now. They've gone like they were swept against the Rays in the COVID playoffs. They were swept last year against Seattle and now swept again against Minnesota. Yeah. And someone even posted their runs. Like you said, they can't hit. Like they barely put put up any runs during those games. And even you said that 8 1 blown lead. Is it just me? And maybe because I'm not, I don't live in Toronto. I feel like that's an underrated bad sports moment. Fucking embarrassing. That's right up there. Uh, for me, in terms of most embarrassing playoff moments, like that's one A and one B with the four one blown lead against the Bruins in twenty thirteen. Yeah. But again, why like four one? I mean, be hockey. It's Canada. I mean, for thirty years, people will be talking about that. But I feel like that eight one blown lead never really comes up, like top ten list stuff like that, or it's referenced. I don't know. People go, people go soft on everyone except for our Maple Leafs. Man, I've always made that point. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because the Blue Jays should be catching just as much flack, if not more flack, than the Leafs. Like this is this is pathetic now. Like this Vladimir Guerrero and Bo Bichette era. As much as I like them, and unless Guerrero's taking a lot of shit, Guerrero's taking a lot of shit. It's been rough for Vladdy because he just hasn't been as good since his runner-up MVP season a couple years ago. But this era is not off to a good start, man. Like they yeah. can't win shit in the play. Like people think the Leafs can perform in the playoffs. This team fucking stinks in the playoffs. Yeah. Am I, remember, am I remembering correctly? On right said they were talking about this morning and in the preseason, they were the third best odds to win the American league. Is that right? Yeah, they were, they were right up there. It was just like the year before all this hype world series, AL pen and hype and, they they're just not good enough, man. Yeah. Was it last year they were like favored to win the division or something too in the preseason? It's bad, bad, yeah, it's bad. It's just bad. so bad. But and the uh, thing too, and again, we're beating the crap out of this, but right now the powers that are the Yankees and Red Sox are not on top of their game. So yeah, you can't this is re- when you're supposed to take advantage. Yeah, you can't rely on this. Like historically speaking, you can't say, yeah, no, they'll be average. No, they're gonna be good. It's it's an anomaly for them not to be really good. Well, from one pathetic team to another <laughs> pathetic team in another yeah. league, the mm. Toronto Maple Leafs, they are such a great regular season team. Unbelievable. And, and the books see it that way again, because according to Pinnacle Sportsbook, and we are going to be taking all of these over-under point totals from Pinnacle, the Leafs right now, their line is set at 106.5 points. So last year, the Leafs had 111 points. The year before that, franchise record 115 points. There is only one team in the NHL with a higher point total right now, and that is the Carolina Hurricanes at 108.5. The Leafs are right below that. So I ask you, Lepore, we'll start things off. Over under 106.5 points for the Leafs. Do you think they're going to win the Atlantic Division? My favorite show of the year, Anthony Bruno. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, 106 and a half. I think the Leafs do it easily. I'm thinking, I think the Leafs even clipped their total of 115 this year. Wow. And people are already screaming, calling me a homer in the comments and at their screens. 
but that's not me saying I think they're going to do well in the playoffs. It's just the way this lineup is built. I think they're going to score a lot of goals. I think Keefe will keep them responsible. I think Sammy and Wall will be good enough that over 82 games, I just think they're going to win a fuck ton of games. So I'll put it this way, Bruno. Let's say the Leafs finish with like 104 points. I don't want to say it would be a disappointment because anytime you hit 100 points, it's not a disappointment, but it'd still be what a seven point drop off from last season, 11 point drop off from two years before. So it'd just be kind of like blah if they did that. So I'm not trying to put pressure on them, but I'm just saying that's how I would feel. Like I wouldn't be happy with like 102, 104 point season. The over under is 106. Like to me, 106 would be fine. And I guess it, it obviously depends on how the season plays out, if they're comfortably in or comfortably number one in the Atlantic and they kind of cruise at the end. But I think they cl- clip it easily, Bruno. One point, 106.5. I think the Leafs go way over that total. I'll say, you know what? 10 over, who 116.5, 117 wow, points. Wow, so you're smashing the over on I'm smashing the over. Yeah, I, I just think, man, compared, they can score. The team can score, and I think they'll they'll make another move on D. They won't be as reliant on Matthews and Marner because they added Bertuzzi and Domi, Klingberg offensively, and what did they lose? Kerfoot, Bunting, Hall. Like I think I think they got better. <laughs> I, I really sorry do. when you say those names, I'm just like, wow they they are replacing Kerfoot, Hall, and Bunting. Okay, I li- I do like Bunting. Yeah, with I, mean, Bertuzzi, I like Domi too. and Klingberg. I like I mean, you just too. look at that as a 3v3. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. And Matthews had an off year last year. I mean, Tavares is going to get his 80 points. Marner is going to get in the 90s and just fall short of 100 like he always does. But like I said, man, I'm smashing the over on the Toronto Maple Leafs at 106 and a half points. You? I am also smashing the over. I... And listen, I pick them to win the President's Trophy every year. I'm not as <laughs> confident in them winning the President's Trophy, even though I was probably very confident like a couple weeks ago um, when we we talked about this previously. There are a couple teams that scare me a little bit more just in terms of like regular season and how many points they're going to rack up. But I think the Leafs easily win the Atlantic Division. I'm smashing over 106 and a half. I think they... I think they get somewhere in the 110 range again. Like last year, 111. Year before, 115. I think they fall somewhere in that range again. You nailed it there. Like when you look at the 3v3, Hall, Kerfoot. I mean, it's just funny mentioning these names. Hall, Kerfoot, and Bunting. And throw in Bruno. Throw in Wall as the goalie versus Murray. Exactly. And in comes Bertuzzi, Domi, Klingberg. Let's also not forget a whole year of Matthew Nyes. And a whole year of Jake McCabe. I think people are forgetting about that one too. Underrated. Whole year of Jake McCabe, Joseph Wall as the backup goalie. And who knows? Maybe the starting goalie at some point this season. You you never know how this is going to shake out. The way I look at it, goaltending wise, neither of these guys have ever taken on a full workload. Like Mm. people forget last season, as good as Samsonov was, he only played 40-ish games. Hmm. It's not like this guy played... 60 games he wasn't a workhorse goalie so I do expect him to put up good numbers I expect our goaltending to be good again just because defensively like Sheldon Keith does not get enough credit for how he has transformed this team defensively and they're a, a well-oiled machine at this point I don't think they're on the level of like Carolina as like a defensive stalwart 
or even New Jersey, who was also very good as, as a team defensively last year. Mm-hmm. They're maybe not quite on that level, but they're going to score a ton of goals. They're going to keep the puck out of the net. This is a slam dunk over, and I think they win the Atlantic division. Let's go, baby. It's time for a quick break for a word from Manscaped. Hockey season is back, and we are gearing up for the action. Make sure you look ready with the real all-star of the league, the handyman from Manscaped. This dual-action foil shaver is your ultimate power play against unruly facial hair. It'll have your face as smooth as freshly Zambonied ice. Get 20% off and free shipping using our exclusive code GFP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using the promo code GFP20 at manscaped.com. Lapore, Manscaped just does not miss. It's happened to all of us, Anthony Bruno. We're driving, we're out of red light. We flip that mirror thing down in our car and we see a few pieces of stubble that we missed. So Manscaped saves the day with the handyman. What a product, so convenient, small, fits anywhere. Like Bruno said, manscaped.com, GFP20 for 20% and free shipping. Manscaped is always looking out for us, fellas. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you have hair, they are there to help us out. Oh, God, I love you, Manscaped. All right, you heard it. <laughs> Get 20% off and free mm. shipping using our exclusive promo code GFP20 at manscaped.com. Go to manscaped.com and use GFP20 for 20% off and free shipping. I promise you will not be disappointed. All right, man. Well, looking throughout the rest of the Atlantic Division, who do you think has the, the second highest point total and i know you've you've taken a look at this but i actually have it all listed i don't remember in order no. <laughs> in front of me who do you think is next after the leafs in the atlantic division because it's actually pretty pretty crazy surprising yeah i'm gonna say boston you're right okay and yeah. the books have boston pinnacle has boston at 99 and a half points so think about that that's a seven point gap they have the leafs at 106 and a half and then boston at 99 and a half mm-hmm. a team that lost bergeron lost Krejci. you would think pasternak is going to take a step back now that those guys are gone like i don't think he's going to score 60 plus again Mm-hmm. Brad Marchand is a year older. Like he's not a spring chick. The guy's like, what is he like, thirty five now? Yeah, is Allmark going to do what he did last yeah. year? Allmark and Swayman are they going to have that same year that they did last year, where they literally just stopped everything? I mean, everything went right for Boston last year. I I don't I don't think they're going to finish second in the Atlantic, man. I I I I, I would go. I'm going to go under ninety nine and a half points on this team. How about you? See. We've been shitting on the Bruins a lot lately, and I think that's that's the easy take when you lose players like um, Krejci and Bergeron, and you lose that center depth. But like looking at that number, like I asked myself, they had what last year? One hundred and thirty-six points. One thirty-five NHL 135. record. Okay, so and that's an explosion. Like everything has to go right for that to happen, but is losing those on paper is losing those two guys worth 35 points okay the answer is no is no because these these underlying numbers guys i've seen charts where they value each player based on uh wins or points 
And if I remember correctly, McDavid's the most valuable player, shocking. And I think he's worth like 12 points. And that's Connor McDavid. I think Matthews was second. He was like nine or, or something like that. And that's like above average, right? Like if you complete average lineup, yeah, in Matthews, it'll gain you nine points. So it makes you think like, hmm, maybe this team's still really fucking good. But I've kind of changed a bit. I was really hard on the Bruins thinking that, you know, this team's going to miss the playoffs. Look at this lineup. This is terrible. They're still the Bruins. I'm going under, but I, I'm saying just. Like, I don't think they're a 100-point team, but I think they're like a 90. I'm saying they're going to be like in the 96, 98 range. Okay, so you think they're making the playoffs then? I think they're in a wild card spot, yeah. Okay. Let's keep going down then in the Atlantic division because after them, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Pinnacle has their point total set at 94. Or sorry, I jumped the gun there. It's the Florida Panthers are right below the Bruins. Their point total set at 98 and a half. And they're dealing with injuries to Brandon Montour, who shouldn't miss a ton of time coming off a surgery in the offseason. Aaron Eckblad is going to be out a little bit longer. And that's tough. I mean, you have those those two guys on the blue line who are out to start the season, but still their point total set at 98 and a half. A team that I'm high on, I think they're going to be a top three seed in the Atlantic despite the injuries. Um, this is tough, though. This line is tough to me because... I could see the Leafs just like running away with the division, but I have said I think the Panthers are going to be a 100-point team. So I'm going to hit the over, but just slightly on Florida. I love when we disagree, Anthony Bruno. I will be going under on the Florida Panthers. They got some star power. They got some names, but I'll say it. I don't think they're very good. And haha, they beat my favorite hockey team in the playoffs last year, but I don't believe in that lineup. I saw the Leafs outplay that team in the regular season like crazy. In the playoffs, most games, the Leafs outplayed them. They got into the playoffs. It was the last week of the season because their goaltending went bananas, and they made that run because Borowski came in, and I don't know what he injected himself with to play that well. So I don't believe in Florida, and I think I think it's a good Atlantic division. So I'm going to go under on the Florida Panthers. Okay. I, I just seem to be higher on the Panthers than the market. Yeah, right maybe now, I'm, just, I'm just bitter maybe <laughs> i don't know probably i even drafted sergey bobrovsky in my fantasy league the other night i i drafted bobrovsky and brandon montour nice. montour i'm just stashing on my bench until he returns nice. and bobrovsky i just felt like all right like why am i like there there wasn't that many like workhorse goalies left and maybe he's gonna have another terrible regular season but i'm like if this guy plays like 55 60 games and the panthers are a 100 point team as i think yeah, they're wins. gonna be yeah i i just said why the hell am i not gonna take this guy so that'll probably blow up in my face but let's let's go down the list here so i i jumped the gun a little earlier but next up is the lightning 94 points is their point total this is clearly due to the vasilevsky injury you talked about mcdavid being worth 12 points matthews being worth nine points I would imagine Vasilevsky is somewhere in that range being the best goalie in the NHL because you would think if he's if he was healthy, this team's point total would be somewhere around 100. Mm. Right now it's set at 94 flat. So you got over or under for Tampa. That's, that's saying they're going to miss the playoffs. They're saying it's likely they're going to miss the playoffs. Got to go over on Tampa. Too much star power. They're too pro. Cooper's the coach. I don't know, man. I think, and maybe this is 
an easy take, but I think with Tampa this year, they're going to surprise everyone and be a great, I'm say surprise everyone, but they're going to give, give the middle finger to everyone and be a great team again, or they're going to fall on their face like terrible start. Can't recover, but I'm not going to believe that's going to happen until I see it because this team has been so good for so long. And I love the talent they have on their roster and I love their depth. So on 94 and a half, there's also the rumors coming in about them making a move for a goalie. We touched on that when we talked about the Vasilevsky injury. I'm going to go over on that one. Again, I think even if they are, even if they are a team that's really dialed in, there's also that factor of they're just too pro to keep to have the regular season in their minds as something very serious and they know what they're doing. They don't care where they finish in the standings. So I'll go over. I don't think it's going to be too much over, but I'll go over on the Tampa Bay lightning. You Bruno. Yeah. So the, the odds right now to go over at pinnacle over 94 points, minus minus one nineteen. under is plus 100. So Mm. The likely scenario, and it's it's not like it's a slam dunk, is that they will go over. But I agree. I think this team is too good defensively, and John Cooper is too good of a coach for the Vasilevsky injury just to completely sink this team. As good as Vasilevsky is, I think they'll stay afloat. And I think, you know, not that, that you can just throw anyone in net, but I, I think that if any team can figure it out with an injury like this, I think it's... Tampa exactly so I'm gonna go over as well I think they're a top three seed in the Atlantic and I've I've been sticking to this for at least the last couple of months now every time we brought this up I think the top three teams in the Atlantic are gonna be Toronto Florida and Tampa and Boston is gonna be fighting for a wild card and same with these other teams because next up on the list in the Atlantic division Lapore is the Buffalo Sabres, 93 and a half points. 93 and a half. Bruno, man, think, let's let's step back for a second. If someone told you a year or two ago that we were doing this and the Tampa Bay Lightning would only be one point ahead of the Buffalo Sabres on this chart, we wouldn't believe it. Wow. Pretty crazy. 93 and a half. I always root for the Sabres. I think the Sabres are the a team everyone feels sympathetic for. And those are great jerseys. Um, so I'm always going to have a place in my heart for the Buffalo Sabres, but I am going to say that the Buffalo Sabres, the hype train is a little too high. And I think people aren't acknowledging the question marks they still have, um, with how they are as a defensive unit, as well as their goaltending. So I'll be rooting for the Sabres, but if I had to bet my hard, hard earned cash, I would go the under on that one. Yeah, I I have the under as well. And I think goaltending is a massive question for this team because right now, rookie Devin Levi is slated to be their starting goalie. Yeah. Like that. That's tough. That's not great. Yeah. So we're going to have to see how that plays out because they do not have great goaltending. And who knows? Maybe he's going to be fantastic. I mean, it's possible. We've seen rookie goalies hit the ground running before. I just think it's tough to rely on on a rookie goalie who's never played in the NHL, who's never handled a, a full workload before. So they're obviously going to have to like piece it together. They're going to have to start, you know, whoever else they start outside of this guy throughout the season is not going to be great when you compare it to like the other goalies in the Atlantic division, for example. Right. So, and, and listen, there's gotta be some, 
because based on these lines, like the Atlantic division is going to be one of the strongest divisions mm. and someone has got to go under, right? Exactly. Like it's not like all these teams are just going to go over their point total. So I have under as well. And by the way, like their backup right now is Eric Comrie, who's, who's a fine goalie, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't have a ton of confidence. I know they have like a lot of like high end players who like Tage Thompson broke out. Alex Tuck had a great season last Skinner, year. Skinner came back. Yeah, <laughs> Skinner came back to like Dylan Cousins. Like a lot of guys broke out last year. And then you have Owen Power and Rasmus Dalene on defense. Like Dalene's a, a monster, yeah. but I think their goaltending kind of stinks, honestly. So yeah, I, I have under on the Buffalo Sabres. Next up, we have. As I go through the list, Lapore, your second favorite team, the mm-hmm. Ottawa Senators, 90 Whoa. and a half points. Yeah. Are we going over or under for the Senators this year? The pesky Sens. Um, news hasn't been good regarding the Sens lately, man. They're having a really good preseason, but this stuff with Josh Norris and him not playing yet, uh, all the issues with his shoulder and the whole Shane Pinto saga. Negative, negative right now. I mean, I know I've, I speak to Sens fans all the time, and a lot of them, this is worrying them because they saw their center depth as a position of strength going into the season, having Stutz, Lenoris, and Pinto, and that's fair. Those are three very good players. But if you're missing two of them, like we talked about the Bruins losing Krejci and Bergeron. Those guys aren't Krejci and Bergeron, but they're very good players. So I'm going to fight through the negativity that's going on with the Senators right now, and I'm going to go over on 90.5 um i say this every time we do one of these shows i try to look at what's most likely like i'll look at say five points above five points below or 10 points above 10 points below if someone said the sense finished with 95 points i'd believe them 85 points not that i I wouldn't believe them but that's a disaster for this organization that's there's firings and probably a trade so i'm gonna go the over on this one simply because I think they're own I think they're better than say four points compared to last year with the new goaltending and one more year of development with their young players. Everyone knows how hard I typically am on the Ottawa Senators, but I do think they're gonna have a nice season. I still think they're a, a bubble team to make the playoffs. I'm also gonna go over 90 and a half, and I think it just barely goes over like 91, 92 points. You said it, this Josh Norris. Injury situation scares me. He basically missed almost all of last season due to shoulder surgery. And now his shoulder's acting up on him again. The Shane Pinto contract stuff. I do like their blue line. Shabbat, Chikrin, and Jake Sanderson. That's pretty solid. But another question mark I have, and I've been, I've been, I have this question mark with a few other teams as well as the goaltending. And it's not even that Corpus, like I think Corpus Allo is going to have a good year. But he's never played more than 39 games in a season. I didn't know that. He's Wow, I didn't know it was that low. Okay, He's never played more than 39 games. And this is the situation with some other teams as well. I I look at the Minnesota Wild with Gustafson, with Philip Gustafson, who used to be an Ottawa senator. And I mean, I guess the senators would really wish they could take that one back. But uh, yeah, like Corpus Allo has not played more than 39 games in a season. So can he handle a full workload? Like, even last year with Samsonov, right? Like, he only played, like, 40-ish games. The Leafs needed Murray. They needed Wall. Like, they needed support behind Ilya Samsonov. And I think the Senators are going to need the same thing. 
So I'm going to go over, but slightly over Lepore. That's shocking. How many years has Corbisella been in the league? He's in his late twenties, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's entering his age twenty nine season and has never played more than thirty nine games. Last year was his highest amount of games played, thirty nine games for the Blue wow. Jackets and Kings combined. That's not getting talked about uh, around the city of Ottawa. I think Sens fans out there just got a little nervous after that stat you brought up, Bruno. Like it's tough. You, like remember even when Jack Campbell became the became the Leaf starter, like as good as he was for the Kings and then to start his Leafs career in those spurts. Like it's one thing to be good over the course of like 25, 30 games, but then can you translate that over the course of a full season? And can you be a workhorse goaltender and gone are the days where like every goalie is playing 60 plus games, but like the best goalies still play, you know, 55, 60 plus games. And they are rare at this point, but like, look what happened to Jack Campbell. He couldn't handle a full workload either. So as good as Corpus Allo has been at times throughout his career, I don't know. I don't know if he can handle a full workload. Like, if you're only going to get 40 games out of this guy, there's question marks there again in net. And that's what screwed Ottawa last season was their goaltending. So, I mean, and their poor defensive play. But both of those are kind of are kind of mixed together, if you will. Right. So yeah. I do have question marks. But... How about with the Detroit Red Wings? Oof. <laughs> um, 84 and a half points. I, I do think they're improved. I can start with this, Lepore. I think they're improved. Mm-hmm. I actually, like, I looked at their roster uh, the other day, and I was like, damn, like, this is actually pretty solid, like, depth roster. They're just lacking, like, some really high-end talent. Um, I'm going to say this team is still, they're still not there yet. I, they're going under 84 and a half. You think they're I'm going sorry, under Detroit fans? You think they're going under 84 and a half, Bruno? Yeah. Mm, again, I'll disagree with you. Okay. I'll go, I'll go over on the Detroit Red Wings. I think it's slight, slightly over. I don't think they clip 90 points, but Cedar's got another year. Um, they bring in Debrinket. That Larkin stuff is settled. He signed in there. Why not? I, I think they can surprise some people and they're going into the season with nothing to lose. And I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that, but I think they'll be in around 86, 86, 88 points. So I'll say over on the Red Wings. That's fair. Just the way that I look at it is that I have the six teams that we talked about. I think they're, they're those are the top six teams in the Atlantic. So the bottom two teams, I think, again, just like last year, are going to be Detroit and Montreal. Detroit finished with 80 points last year. I think they I think they get more than 80 points. But honestly, I think this number is like almost bang on. I think they finished with like 83, 84 points because mm. there's just too many other good teams in the Atlantic. But hey, the, the money, or I should say the uh, Vegas is, is telling us that the over is the play. It's minus 132 on Pinnacle. So, yeah, they have their forward depth lacks, but up front with um, their top line of Larkin, I assume it's going to be Larkin to Brinkett and Mason Raymond. That's a yeah. pretty good top line. So, those yeah. guys will score. They'll have a good power play. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick to my over. Okay. And I know we've been spending. Or, sorry, did I say of- Mason? Did I say Mason Raymond? I meant Lucas Raymond. Yeah, Lucas Raymond. There mm. you go. Mason Raymond, former. Toronto Maple Leaf and yeah. former like player for what, like eight different teams or something he, like that. He was a journeyman for sure. Um, and next up, uh, I already mentioned them, the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, yeah. They are 
the likely team to finish in the basement of the Atlantic division. Once again, their point total set at 72 and a half last year. They had 68 points. Uh, I'll start this one off again. They're going under. Oh. I, think, I think this team should just be completely tanking again. And be, yeah. I know they've been in tank mode for the last couple of years, but good God, Yuri Slavkovsky and, and, David Reinbacker, like those are the prizes in the draft. It's not great. I think this team needs like one more year of tanking and just keep stockpiling that covered. Yeah. What was it again? 72 and a half. 72 and a half. Uh, and you said they were 68 last year. Yeah, I'm gonna go over Bruno. Wow, okay. I- I think very often when we think teams are gonna be really bad, they're not as bad as we think they are. And going into Montreal is still tough. They'll beat the Leafs a couple times because they always do. That's a lock. That's a lock. This, I'm expecting a lot out of Cole Caulfield this year. Like, I'm expecting him to duke it out for the Rocket. I really am. I think I love this kid. I think he's going to score a fuck ton of goals. If he pushes 50 or clips 50, I won't be surprised. Um, And I think that'll carry them. So... I'll go over. I don't think it's going to be too much over, but I'm, I don't see it being in the sixties. Okay. Okay. So you're over on the Habs. I'm under again. I just think they're, they're finishing dead last in the Atlantic. This division's too good. I don't see them winning enough games, but we just covered three Canadian teams. Unless I'm losing my mind in the Atlantic division. There's, there's three, right? I'm not going crazy. Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, right? Buffalo's Canada, right? Yeah, Buffalo's basically a Canadian team. So, so is Detroit. They're the Windsor. So I mean, it's all they're all Canadian teams yeah, except the Canadian the Flor- division, except the Florida teams in Boston. Right. Well, moving on now to the Metro Division, there are no Canadian teams <laughs> in the Metropolitan, so we can just start at the top. And I mentioned this off the top of the show: is that the Carolina Hurricanes right now have the highest point total? At Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm sure if you check a, a bunch of different sports books, they're probably number one. They're over under point total set at 108 and a half. Last year, they had 113 points. Just like the Leafs, great regular season team. Now, I will give them credit. They have performed better in the playoffs than the Leafs have recently. Like they at least have shown the ability to get to the conference final. Mm. I mean, they they've won a Stanley Cup. Have, have have they won two Stanley Cups? Uh, no, they, they lost in the finals. That's right. They lost then, in, yeah. in 2002 yeah, with Paul Maurice, and then they won in 2006. The, after the lockout, yeah. But, I mean, shit, this team has had way more playoff success than Toronto has over the last yeah. 20 years. Yeah, those so, fans deserve it. <laughs> so what do you think of this Hurricanes team? Like, are they winning the President's Trophy? Is this the best team in the NHL? The Hurricanes are a sick team. Lot of depth. They play smart hockey. Rod the Bod is an amazing coach. Everyone loves him. But I have a different take on this one, Bruno. I'm going to say that the Carolina Hurricanes finish under that total. And I think it's because this team has, this group has been good and has battled long enough that they're in that mode of they don't give a shit. They don't, they don't give a shit to finish with 110, 120 points. They don't care. They know where they want to be, and they know that it's not important to win the division or whatever. So 
I think they're a sick team. It's kind of the opposite of Toronto, how I think that I'm smashing the over, but I have questions about the playoffs. Carolina, I'm under, but I'm pretty confident about how they'll perform in the playoffs. I like this take. Well, here's my take on the Hurricanes. I don't think they're going to win the division. Mm. And I think we all know who I think is going to win the division based on that comment. Um, I'm still going to say that they go over. Okay. But I think the Devils are just going to have like a really good season. So Me I'm going to say that the Canes go over 108 and a half. They're too well-rounded. They're too well-coached. Rod the bot himself. Just how jacked he is is good for like, what, three extra points in the standings? Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. I mean, he's three just extra like... Reps. <laughs> What's that? I gotta, you gotta put a poster of Rod the Bot on your wall so you get three extra reps in yeah, the weight room. Exactly. <laughs> Rod the Bot, man. I'd run through a brick wall for that guy. Just Fuck. an absolute stud. But anyway, mm. I, I think they go over slightly, but that is because I think the New Jersey Devils are gonna win the division. Their point total set at 106 and a half. This is an exciting fucking team, man. Yeah. They're loaded. They got all their guys signed now. Full year of Timo Meyer. Uh, Luke Hughes, full year of him on the blue line. Jack Hughes, I think, is going to take another leap. Like, I think he's going to be a 100-plus point player this year. Just barely missed out on 100 points last year. I mean, this team is loaded. They're fast. They they score. They play well defensively. Um, so I'm obviously smashing the over on the New Jersey Devils. Over mm. 106 and a half on the Devils is actually the underdog. It's minus mm. 107, whereas under 106 and a half is minus 111. But uh, yeah, I have the Devils over 106 and a half. I think they finished with, you know, similar to what they did last year. They had 112. I think maybe they're like 113, 114 point team. Yeah, I think they're going to, I'm with you, Bruno. I think they're going to light up the regular season. It's the opposite comment I made about Carolina, how Carolina has been around long enough that they don't care. Carolina, uh, New Jersey's still young. They're going to be fired up all regular regular season, and they're going to want to blow everyone away. And if, if they get like 115, 120-point total win the Presence Trophy, I will not be surprised. I'm smashing the over on the Devils. Yeah, I, I think they're definitely in play to win the President's Trophy. Um, they're going to be right up there. So, yeah, th- this is just like, an electric formality. team and they're and yeah. they're young too like this team has like a nice i would say like five-year window where they can do some major damage but people were saying the same thing about the leafs and the leafs haven't done shit so you know what's scary about the devils it was the first thing i thought when the news came out the increase to the cap there's how batman made the comment that the cap's gonna go to was it 87 or 88 87 million? million you look at new jersey's cap sheet and you're giving that team that extra money oh, that's unbelievable a, that's a problem for the rest of the league all right, so moving down the list here. Uh, next up, we have the New York Rangers, hundred one and a half. I don't have it, like any strong takes. I just think they're they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, the Rangers finished with a hundred and seven points. Um, I mean, I, I, you know what? I can't believe I'm picking it. I'm well, I picked the Hurricanes to go under. I'm going to say the Rangers go over just slightly. Yeah. That's where I'm at too. They're going to be, I look at the lineup. I look at the talent. They'll get a hundred points is how I see it. Like if, if the Rangers finish in the nineties, that's disappointing. And again, what's more likely, I would say like one Oh five is more likely than 95. So I'll, I'll hit the over on the Rangers. How about the penguins? This is probably the most interesting team in the division, obviously because they traded for Eric Carlson. They brought in Riley Smith, you know, Kyle Dubas was, he was busy, man. He was making mm-hmm. some moves. 
Um, so I don't know how I feel about this. I, I still don't think the Penguins are that great. I love Crosby. I love Malkin. I love Carlson and Latang, but I think this is another year where the Penguins just kind of disappoint. I, I have them finishing under 98 and a half points. Yeah, I think it's close. I think that one's close, but I'm with you, Bruno. I hate when we agree. I was hoping with the Penguins we disagree because, like you said, this is kind of uh, an exciting one to debate about. But for some reason, I don't think that the Carlson thing is going to work. Sometimes things are too loud. And just to add Eric Carlson to this team, they're going to be exciting and exciting to follow, and they're going to be a great watch. It's going to be like a rock band tour when they come into town. But like you, like you said, I hate to say it because I love Sid, but I am going under on that one. All right, next up, we have the Islanders. I like I, I said I didn't have that many strong takes about the Rangers. Like I Lepore, I don't even give a shit about the New York Islanders. I was gonna say we went from the Penguins. We could have a show talking about the Penguins, the Islanders. Oh my like, god. Like, does anyone care about the Islanders? I mean, man, Islanders twitter and youtube might lose it on me for this but mm-hmm. they're just such a boring team mm-hmm. like I, I just like i'm not taking time out of my day to sit down and watch the new york islanders i'm sorry they just don't excite me yeah so their point total 92 and a half like any strong takes on this they probably go over because they're the islanders and they're just like a a yeah. good solid team every year like last year they finished with 93 I honestly, I think they're right. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say under on the Islanders under 91 and a half. I think they finished with 90 points this season. 90 points, Bruno. That's a, that, that's a rough one. Um, Again, strong takes. Thing is with the Islanders, the Islanders to me are a lot like um the Buffalo Sabres that I have this thing where I kind of root for them and maybe it's sympathy because they've had a rough go. But for me, I root for Anders Lee because he went to Notre Dame. Everyone knows I'm a big Notre Dame football fan, and I follow Notre Dame hockey. Mike Bossy is one of my favorite players of all time and probably my favorite player of all time who I never got to actually watch. So I always root for the Islanders, but I'll go under. And again, not too much under because, like you said, they're the Islanders. They won't be bad. They'll just survive and be and be fine. But in a good Eastern Conference, and we talked about how the Atlantic's strong, so is the Metro. So I don't see things going overly well for the Islanders. And that's a team, you can say this about every team, but there are certain teams you can re- really dial into. Them being one year older, when you look at that roster, that gets, once the entire lineup of guys in their late 20s, early 30s getting older, that could be a problem. So I'll go, like I said, I'll go under on the Islanders. If this team didn't have Ilya Sorokin, like they would probably stink. Mm. Maybe that's a little aggressive because they've just always been like a good quality defensive team. Um, I'm seeing right now, and this could be wrong. I'm looking at daily faceoff and seeing Pierre Engvall slotted into their top six. I mean, for the love of God. Bruno smiling for everybody listening on Spotify or <laughs> iTunes right now, not on YouTube. Pierre Engvall, a top six forward on the new york islanders good lord you know what this could just be them pulling this from like a tweet where he was like slotted into the second line at practice i haven't been following like the daily lineups of the islanders i mean he could easily be like a third liner and i'm just getting all excited here but good god 
Yeah. Let's let's just move on. Uh, next up in the Metropolitan Division is the Washington Capitals. Wow. I think this team kind of stinks, honestly. Yeah, I have no suck. confidence in the Capitals. Like, they're missing yeah. the playoffs again. Yeah, I think the Capitals are going to suck. Um, sorry, Bruno, what's the total again? Yeah, I didn't even mention their total oh, okay. is uh, 85 and a half. I'll go under. I think the Capitals are going to be bad. There's too much focus and it's too much attention on this Ovechkin record thing. And I really don't like how they're approaching it, where it just seems like it's all about him and whatever. You can do whatever you want. But with the recent moves they've made over the last couple seasons, doesn't they're not drafting well. It seems like there's no new blood coming into Washington. I think Washington's going to be one of the worst teams in the league, if I'm being honest. <laughs> wow, that's a yeah. strong take. I think it's going to be a dive. I think like Washington is bad. I really do. I, th- I think we're in a phase now where, and Pittsburgh is better than Washington, but the glory days of Washington and Pittsburgh running the Metro, running the Eastern Conference, like those days are long gone. At this point, it's just like, let's get Ovechkin to the goal record. Yeah. Uh, let's just keep chugging along. Like we have one of the faces of the game in Ovechkin and it's great for business and marketing and all that stuff. This team is not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Those years were awesome though, man. Pens versus caps was a plus entertainment. I enjoyed those series. Yeah. Oh, those were the best, but yeah. I, I'm going to go under on the capitals as well. And uh, then who do we, who else do we have in this division? I believe the only other, oh, actually there's two more teams. Jesus. Uh, next up we have, the Philadelphia Flyers, 75 and a half points. They are getting Sean Couturier back, who missed Ooh. all of last season and has had major injury problems. So this could help them because he's like a great all-around player. Uh, but this team also stinks. So do you have over or under 75 and a half points for the Flyers? Really quickly, Bruno, the Flyers, I will go over on that one. Um, again, I find when people think teams are going to be really bad, they're not as bad as we think they're going to be. And there's also the matter of John Tortorella and coaches like that early on get a lot out of their players. So I will go over on the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm actually with you on this as well, just because I think the Capitals stink. And I think like the Capitals, Flyers and Columbus, who we're going to get to in a second, are, are going to be bottom three in the Metro. Um, but I think the Flyers just getting Couturier back and who knows if he's going to stay healthy. That's got to be worth a little bit. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say slightly over. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Capitals and Flyers finish within like two points of each other. Me too. Whether they're both at like 80 or 78 points, something like that. So let's go over. And then uh, rounding out the Metro is the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, who lost Mike Babcock before the season started. <laughs> I mentioned his name again, even though we said three episodes ago we would not mention his name, and we mention his name on every single episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this team sucks as well. I mean, I know I've, I've been pretty harsh on a lot of these teams, but just keep tanking. You guys got Adam Fantilli. Uh, go get yourself another great prospect in next year's draft, but you stink. And uh, and because of that, I'm going to say they go under, and their yeah. point total set at 73.5, so they're going yeah. under. I'll go under on that one because I think they're going to try to be bad. What's the point? You got Fantilli. Let's add to the cabinet. There's not going to be too much effort in that front office to make a better team under on the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right. Let's move over to the Western Conference now. And let's start in the Pacific Division. We got some juicy Canadian teams in this division. So right at the top is the Edmonton Oilers. 
They have one of the highest point totals in the NHL right now set at 105 and a half points. Last year, they had 109 points over or under Lapore. I'm going to go over on the Oilers. I think kind of like the Leafs, they have a fucking bomb of a regular season. And uh, I think McDavid's going to win another Art Ross. Something like under talked about, right? Being the big Gretzky fan that I am. When Ovechkin was peppering up, I mean, I've had my eye on him as far as his goal total for years. When I what I mean by that is well before people really started talking about him breaking the record. And I know it was my insecurities and I was nervous about him having the potential to break the record. I'm starting to eye McDavid with the Art Ross record. So Gretzky won 10. McDavid has five, if I'm not mistaken, already or six, is it? So he's got a shot and that's making me a little nervous again i don't want anyone passing wayno but i think him and dry that two-headed monsters too much of an ask uh to be stopped in the regular season they'll light it up it'll be over also too man is campbell gonna be as bad as he was last year that was bad that was bad Yeah, he so. was horrendous i don't think he's gonna be as bad but i still don't think he's gonna supplant Stuart skinner as their number one even though yeah. they're paying him $5 million a year for the next four years. Well, they're saying there, there, there's the discussion going on. I don't know if it's just media saying that it's actually a debate right now as to who's going to start. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's ridiculous. I think Stuart Skinner is just flat out the better goalie. And I didn't have that take last season necessarily. I thought, I thought Campbell would be decent. Mm. I thought we both called that he was not going to be as good as he was in Toronto. Like we yeah. both nailed that, but I didn't think he was going to be like the worst goalie in hockey, which he pretty much was for a large part of last season. I also have the over on Edmonton. They had 109 points last year. I think they are the best team in this division. I don't think McDavid's going to have 150 points again. There are people who think he's going to get like 175 points. Like, Oof. I think he's going to settle in somewhere around like 130 to 135. I think he's going to win the Art Ross again. It'll be his sixth Art Ross yeah. trophy. I looked it up. It's, it's It'll be his sixth. And it'll be his fourth in a row. I mean, it's it's insane what this guy's doing. Like the production is just off the charts. The That's only guy who's coming close to it is his teammate, Leon Dreisaitl, <laughs> at this point. So I, I got the over on the Edmonton Oilers. So before we get to the you know, the other teams in order here. Let's go to the next Canadian team in this division, mm -hmm. the Calgary Flames. So last year, them in Edmonton, I believe both of their point totals were set at 101 and a half or 102 and a half. This year, the Flames, though, set at 94 and a half. They had 93 last season. Lapore, are you confident in this team hitting over 94 and a half? I am, Anthony Bruno. I think the Flames are going to have a good season. I think a lot of recency bias is kicking in with people's opinions of the Calgary Flames. Two years ago, this team was an unbelievable team, a contending team. Last year, there was all the shit with Sutter. No one was happy. I think things have settled down there now. Um, I expect Huberto to have a big bounce back season. He's looked good in the preseason. I think the Calgary Flames are going to surprise a lot of people. I'm going over on that one. Yeah, I like the Flames as well. I, I liked them a lot last year too. And... They were they were such a disappointment. I mean, they missed mm -hmm. the playoffs. Their goaltending was terrible. But I agree with you. I think Huberto is going to have a bounce back season. I think offensively they're going to have a big bounce back season now that Daryl Sutter's gone. 
it's just like a huge weight lifted off all their shoulders. And I mean, last year, didn't they set the record for like amount of games or amount of like one goal losses or games yes. where like they outshot their opponent by like 10 shots and lost or something ridiculous like that. It was like 11 times they outshot their opponent by 10 or more and lost or something yeah, crazy. You're right. That can't happen again. So yeah, I think they go over as well. Um, there's another Canadian team in the Pacific division. And that is the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Their point total set at 88 and a half. What do you think about the Canucks? As much as I hate to do it, being a BC boy, born in Prince Rupert, British Columbia, I'm going to go under on the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think it'll be too much under. I think the I think the Canucks will be respectful this year. Um, Rick Tockett will inject some energy into that team. They have guys who can score. Pedersen had a great year last year. I expect him to follow up with it. And I don't think they're fighting for a playoff spot. But I think the Vancouver Canucks are going to move in into like that respectability group this season. Yeah, as much as I want to hit the over on the Canucks, because I think Demko is going to have a bounce back season. I think Pedersen's going to be a hundred point player again. There's just too many other good teams in this division, and we're about to get to them. And I think the Canucks are still on the outside looking in. Um, I just think they're not good enough to compete with you know, the top five teams, let's call it in this division. Like, I think Calgary is going to be better. The Kings, I think are going to be better, even though they had a great season last year. So the Canucks, yeah, I'm sorry, Canucks fans. I got to go under 88 and a half. So let's get to the rest of the division now. Uh, Next up is the, I mean, I guess we can start with, uh, let's start with Vegas. Obviously the Stanley Cup champions, 101 and a half points over or under. Hmm, that's a pretty well where I would put Vegas. I'll go over. If someone just said to me, guess how many points the Vegas Golden Knights are going to get. They've won the cup. <laughs> they're they're chilling. They're not going to be guns a blazing in this regular season, but they still have a lot of fucking talent. So I'd say I'd say maybe like 103, 104 points. They'll still be really good. Um, So I'll go I'll go over on the Vegas Knights. Last year, the Pacific Division, the only division in the NHL that had four teams finish with 100 or more points. And I think we could be in for something similar this season. Maybe the Kraken fall off, but I I have the Knights also going over 101 and a half. I don't think they're going to win the division like they did last year. I think the Oilers are going to win the division. Um, But yeah, the Knights, they're still a great team. They didn't really lose anything in the offseason. Significant. They lost... Riley Smith, like, mm. okay, they're still <laughs> going to be really good. Uh, mm. next up, Lapore, the LA Kings, who I think are really good. Oh, um, hundred and a half points. They're going over this, man. They had yeah. 104 points last season. They had Pierre Luc Dubois into the top six. Um, the only question mark with the Kings, and maybe this is a bigger question mark than I'm giving it credit for, is their goaltending with Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot. But I'm going to say the Kings go over 100 and a half points. Do you think what they gave up for Dubois in the way of depth is like an underrated, is, is like underrated with regard to how much it's going to affect the team? A little bit. 
Like, I, I don't love that they, you know, like Gabe Velarde, I think, was a really good player. Mm-hmm. Good get for Winnipeg. Like, you follow, follow Paisan. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's a good player, too. A good two way player. Plays on the, pe- played a lot on the penalty kill for them. Like, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's a good question, Lapore, but I look at their center depth down the middle now. Kopitar, Dubois, Philip Deneau, one, two, three. And who knows? Dubois, like, at times will probably play on the wing. But like Kevin Fiala, who they added last year, their their defense core like isn't great. But like Drew Doughty is is still playing really well, even though he's getting up there in age. He's the same age, by the way, as um actually I believe he's a year older than both John Tavares and Steven Stamkos. So he's getting up there in yeah. age, but still a good player. I, I I just think the Kings, I think they're really good, man. I love the center depth, and I think they finished with over a hundred and a half. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I don't think they're going to go bananas, but I think they'll hit 100 points. Like, that that's the way I look at it. They have enough talent and depth, and you pointed to their centers. It's very, very good. Um, There are question marks, like you said, in nets. So the Kings are a funny one, man. I mean, I'll go over, but if there's like a surprise with the LA Kings and they have a bad season, I won't be surprised either. Maybe because like all the shit with Pierre-Luc Dubois with regard to his attitude. And like I said, they, they lost those, uh, those depth pieces. So I'll hit the over, but I'm weary of, of the LA Kings. Very, very weary as much as I root for them. I know. Now you're making me think twice about them. You're making me think <laughs> twice, but oh, you can't change it, Bruno. It's like giving a score. I'm... You can't change it. I'm sticking with the over as well. The The other team that's very intriguing in this division is the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they exceeded expectations last year, finishing with 100 points. And now their point total, very similar to what it was last season, set at 93 and a half. So are they going to exceed expectations again? Or are they going to take a step back this year? I think that's a simple one. I really like that Seattle team. A lot of balance, a lot of depth. We all laughed at Ron Francis when he put this team together and he strutted past all of us last year when this team made the playoffs and did well in the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs. So I have to hit the over if the, uh, the total is 93 and a half. Yeah. I'm hitting the over as well. Maybe they don't finish with a hundred, but now Maddie Beneers in his second year had a good rookie season. Like he Mm. could explode into like a point per game player this year. Vince Dunn had a breakout season on defense. Their goaltending is still a little iffy, but I, I have the over 93 and a half as well. I think they're a really good team. Yeah. Um, are we missing anyone else? Oh, yeah. We're missing the two California teams in this division. I mean, these there's nothing else to say about like these teams suck. Yeah. The Ducks, so quickly. The Ducks and Sharks, 68 and a half points, 66 and a half points based on Pinnacles Lions projected to be the two worst teams in the NHL. Yeah. I'll just go quick. I'll say over on the Ducks, under on the Sharks. And I will say, under and under, they okay. both suck. We're going for first overall here. Although I do really, I, I like the talent on Anaheim. I think they're exciting, but they still yeah, stink. They're shit, bro. Yeah, like they, the, they stink. Yeah, they're a, they're a ball hockey team, man. Exciting to watch, but there's <laughs> that's no contact. That's pretty spot on, actually. Yeah. They're like a really they're they're a really good men's league team with like all of like these shooters who are have like a lot of skill but just like 
you know, they're just there to like hog the puck and like do some nice things, but they don't really care about like winning and playing defense. Yeah. And they look cool and they all have amazing gear and flow yeah. and all that stuff. They're rocking the half visors when everyone. Yeah. Else I mean, as long game. as you look good on the ice, that's really all that matters. Right? Oh, fuck. It's California, man. It's a fashion show. What do you yeah, expect? So, I mean, they stink, but they look good. So yeah. good for you, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, let's now go to the. I'm already forgetting the central division. Good Lord. Mm. Um. We don't have too much time left in the show, but let's go over this quickly. Um, obviously, leading the way, Colorado, 106 and a half points. I will go under on that one, just under. I think, again, Colorado doesn't care about the regular season because of their talent um, and their depth. They will have a great season. I think they clip 100 points. But I don't think they care enough to like bang out 110 plus points. So I'll go under on Colorado, actually. And the books agree with you because right now at Pinnacle, under 106 and a half points is minus 115, over mm. is minus 104. But guess what? I disagree. I, I'm smashing the over here because nice. this team dealt with a lot of injuries last year, and Gabriel Landiscog is going to be out all season, and that sucks. But McCarr missed time last year. Like there were times where like Miko Rantanen was just like carrying this team on his back. Like even McKinnon has had issues with injuries as well, but now like everyone's healthy. Um, they bolstered the team in the off season, picking up Ryan Johansson. Um, Arturi Lekkanen also missed time last year. They picked up Jonathan Drouin, McKinnon's buddy from his time with the, uh, Halifax Mooseheads. Why not? Um, the their moose defense core is is unreal. Uh, Gorgiev and Net. I'm smashing the over here. I think they they steamroll this division. But you love that team the way you went through that lineup. Yeah, you know? that's a really really good team. But yeah. uh, moving down the list here in the Central Division, um, this is another really good team. A team close to my heart that I've liked for the last few years. The Dallas Stars, 104 Bruno's, and a half points. Bruno's second favorite team. I think that's an easy one. I think you go over on the Dallas Stars. They added guys. That's a team on the rise. Good young players. Some veteran leadership. I've always thought Dallas is a good market to play in where people care, but they don't care enough for it to really affect you. And there's probably not a whole lot of negativity because people will save that for the Dallas Cowboys. So I'll hit the over on the Dallas stars. I think that's one of the easier ones. The Dallas stars no longer underrated. They were like my dark horse team for the last like two or three years, but they are no longer a dark horse. They're one of the best teams in the NHL. Their forward group is just phenomenal so much depth jason robertson had a massive breakout year last year joe pavelski is still good even though he's Amazing. like what is he like th is he 39 uh, now like he's, i think he's 39 he's old man and jamie ben just decided to be good last year yeah miro heiskin on, on defense jake ottinger and net i mean good lord they have a ton of talent i think it's going to be a dog fight between them and the avalanche for first in the central i think they both go over their their point total. So yeah, I, I'm hitting the over on 104 and a half for the stars. Next up, the Minnesota wild 96 and a half points. Mm, that's like exactly where I would put them. Cause I would like put them in a wild card spot. They'll make the playoffs because they always do. That's tough. That is a really tough one. I'll just say over. They end up with like 97 or 98 simply because I just, for some reason, love the Minnesota wild. 
Yeah, I, I like them as well. The, the question mark that I have for this team is Philip Gustafson. Can he repeat what he did last season? Fair point. Yeah. And he's another guy who hasn't had a full workload before. Very much similar to Jonas Corposalo and some of the other goalies we mentioned during this show. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is still there. Like, I mean, he's fine. I forgot I know about you- can't I forgot about Mark that. Andre Fleury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I just don't think he, like Gustafson had one of the best save percentages in the league last year. I don't think he's going to do that again. I love Kaprizov. I love you know like Matt Boldy and some of the other talent they have. I'm, I'm going to say over Lapore, but like I don't think they're going to hit 103 points like they did last year. Okay. I think they're going to be like in the high 90s. Yeah, me too. Um, let's, let's keep going down the list here. We're, we're almost done. We're almost done folks. Next up, we have the Winnipeg jets, the final Canadian team. We should have talked about Winnipeg first. I screwed that up. Not uh, going to the jets off the top. Oh, but... we, we just took some shit from people in Winnipeg, Bruno. Sorry, Winnipeg. Sorry. Winnipeg. We love you, Winnipeg. We love, love you, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Even though you ever been to Winnipeg cold and there's you... not a lot to do there. You ever been to Winnipeg? I have not. So I shouldn't talk this negatively um you, you know what man I, so i went there for a work trip once for some training and even people who live in winnipeg will admit like people talk smack about the city of winnipeg and yeah i mean it, it's not the greatest but it's a cool town i mean maybe they, they take more shit than they deserve i do have a soft spot for winnipeg because when i used to work for global news i used to do evening sports casts in winnipeg Oh, and I used to cover the Jets Amazing. when the Jets were good, like when they were like making runs, deep runs in the playoffs. Yeah, when hockey uh, used to, to cover the, the Blue Stanley Bombers, Cup. the Jets, the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, the baseball team. Okay, <laughs> they play in the American Association. Who knows if if that whole like league even exists anymore? I mean, I haven't checked it out in the last little while, but. Yeah, soft spot, uh, soft spot in my heart, Winnipeg. Even though it sounds like I've been bashing you, I, I actually do. Uh, I do like you, Winnipeg, and I think yeah. they're gonna have a good season. Uh, Ninety-one and a half points. Mm. I'm gonna say over. Let's go. Let's fucking go, Winnipeg. Over ninety-one and a half points. That's tough because, I mean, Shifley Hallebach being both UFAs, correct? That's a yeah, hard one. I mean, there could be some major changes. Like if this team gets off to a shitty start, those guys could get dealt. Yeah, that's a hard one. Oh, I'm going to go under. I'm going under on Winnipeg simply because things can really fall apart. Because I don't think they would be way over that 91 and a half. But at the same time, I think things can really fall apart for them. So like some of the other teams, I'll be rooting for the Jets. And I hope Hellebuck and I hope Shifley stay. But if I'm if I'm betting my own money, I'm I'm going under on the Jets. Unfortunately, hey, Lapore, that depth you talked about getting Iaflalo, Gabe Velarde. It's true. Still got Connor Hellebuck, one of the best in the business. True, true. All right, I'm going over. Yeah, Shevoldayov's a good GM, man. Underrated. Yeah, he is. A, he's good. He he makes like things him. happen. I like him. So I, I I have confidence. No matter how this season goes, that he'll be able to figure out the Shifley and Hellebuck situation. Um, but all the best, all the best yeah. to you, Winnipeg Jets. Um, next up, Lapore, we are almost done here. Uh, the Nashville Predators, Ryan O'Reilly's their number one center. Gross. I mean, 
86 and a half points. I'm going under. I'm sorry. Like what I like Ryan O'Reilly, but for the love of God, that's your number one center. That's all I need to to know to smash the under on this. Yeah, I don't like the Nashville Predators simply because I hate how every time they're playing or they're in a you know they're in a playoff run, all everyone's talking about is country music and blah blah blah, and how some of the players on their team love country. And to me, that move buying out Duchesne was very very strange, very very strange. I'd like to know the inner workings of that decision. Um, but I'll go under as well. I think the Preds are going to be bad. I'm, yeah, I, I'm just looking at their their roster right now. Like it's it's brutal. I almost want to throw up looking at their forwards. Yeah, when you um, really have to think about their players and even their high end players, like to remember who they are, it's not it's not a good. Sign. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I can't name half of their lineup. Like I'm looking at it right now. Unless you're like the most hardcore hockey fan, I'd be stunned if you could name more than like six forwards on the Nashville Predators right now. Like who are their wingers? I'm trying to think now. Like they're okay. Well, good. Philip Forsberg is good. Right. Like, he's course. legit good. Uh, but Dennis Gurianov, Gustav Nyquist, Nyquist Philip Tomasino, yeah. Cole Smith, Luke Evangelista, Yakov Trenin. I mean, you got some cool names there, but that's about it. I mean, this and I mean, literally is, names. <laughs> yeah, this team is terrible. Uh, let's wrap it up now with a couple more teams going down the list in the division. We have the St. Louis Blues, Ooh. 84 and a half points. Mm. Mm. I'll go over. I'll go over on the Blues. I say uh, Shen, newly appointed captain, motivates that team. And St. Louis is kind of like Minnesota where they always seem to be good, fine. You know what I mean? Like in that safe boat. So I'll go over with the uh, St. Louis Blues. I don't think they're going to be good, but I think they'll be better than that. I'll go over. I think they're going to have a bounce back season. Last year, only 81 points. Yeah, it was Uh, weird. They they have a nice forward group. And now they have uh, Jacob Verana, who if he can stay in this lineup, that's a really nice ad for them. Uh, Braden Shen, Jordan Cairo, two really good young players. It's nice. They didn't have as good a season as they did the year before, or at least Robert Thomas, to the, to my knowledge. I'm just racking my brain. I have like a million stats just going through my head at all times. But Robert Thomas was like a point-per-game player Amazing. two years ago, and they kind of dropped off last year. But I think they're going to go because I think the, the Predators stink. So I think they're going to be better, better than the Predators. I'll go over. Uh, final two teams before we wrap this up, Lepore. Uh, the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. So the Coyotes, um, 76 and a half points. Blackhawks, 71 and a half. I'll go under on both. I think that's giving too much credit to the Coyotes. I picked over on them last year because I thought going into that barn was going to be really weird for teams and they would sneak a lot of points that they didn't deserve. I think teams are going to be more used used to it now and aware and more dialed in when they go in Arizona. So I'm going to say under in the Coyotes. And I think Chicago is going to be a fucking blast to watch. And then it's going to be the Bedard show and everyone's going to be tracking it, but they're still not good. So I'll go under on both. Yeah, as much as I like Connor Bedard, and I think he's going to be very close to a point-per-game player, that team Mm. is still nowhere close. So I think they go under, but I think the Coyotes are going to be like pretty solid. This might sound crazy. I think they have a chance to be better than Nashville. Like, I think they're going to finish ahead of Nashville. Like, I think Nashville sucks. Yeah, I don't think that's that hard of a take. It's a take, but it's not that hard of a take. Like, the Coyotes, man, they got some fucking electric young players. 
Clayton Keller, Barrett Hayton, Dylan Gunther, Logan Cooley. Like they just got Sean Dursey. I mean, God, they got some, they got some nice players, man. So I'm going to go, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, and bringing up that point that you said about it being tough to play in Arizona last year, they were 21, 15 and five at home. I called it, bro. It was going to be hard, man. And seven twenty-five and nine on the road. Yeah, that building, and they beat Boston. They beat Toronto. They beat, they beat the good Leafs. There, they beat good they, teams. They beat you, man. Vegas at home. Like they had some monster. Win- I think they even beat Dallas at home. I want to say. Pretty cool. Was it Kulu who scored that goal like the first game of the preseason? Yeah, that like three sixty <laughs> spinorama like dangle goal. What a fucking that that that's a sick goal in like Friday night pickup hockey or beer league hockey fucking kid does it in the nhl what a yeah goal. He, he's electric man third overall um, pick in the draft a couple years ago he is so electric i'm i'm excited to watch the coyotes man i think they're i think they're look a, at you a sneaky good team man anthony bro bruno glowing about the phoenix coyotes arizona coyotes. yeah Sorry, like again I, I say like sneaky good i don't think they're a playoff team but i think they're they're gonna be better than people think it's not a disaster yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh that does it man that yeah. That wraps up the season preview. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we officially end the pod? Oh, this is like I said, Bruno, this is my favorite show to do um, because it brings engagement. Everyone's got a favorite team. Everyone's got thoughts on their favorite team and predictions for their favorite team. So comments, man, if you agree with us, disagree with us, think we're terrible, think we're handsome, think we're ugly, comment down below and let us know what you think about us personally and what you think about our hockey picks. That is going to do it for episode 118 of the Gluttons for Punishment podcast, or GFP, a Toronto Maple Leafs and NHL podcast hosted by Michael Lapore and Anthony Bruno. If you're a longtime listener or this is the first time you're listening to us, if you really enjoyed the show, it would be a big-time help if you give us a five-star rating and review on either Apple or Spotify. I've seen a couple more reviews come in. Nice. So thank you guys for that. I, I That does not go unnoticed. And if you're watching us on YouTube and you really enjoy the content, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment down below, as Lapore said, whether it's good or bad, and uh, ring the notification bell so you know exactly when the GFP podcast is posting some new content. So for Michael Lapore, I'm Anthony Bruno. The regular season is almost here, baby. Let's go. We'll be back to talk some Leafs and, and more hockey on the next episode. But until then... Have a good one, and we will chat very, very soon. Thanks, everyone.